For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to Believe in Betting, a Sports Garden Network production. We are your source for sports entertainment, incredible sports intelligence. And now, here's your host, Tom Barton. All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of Believe in Betting. I am Tom Barton, and yes, I am back. It's a little bit of a hiatus since the All-Star break, and I will talk to you about what I did over the All-Star break and why uh, I, I missed those weekend's games. But we'll get into it. We're going to go over every game this week, kind of preview it, and see what we could do, and we could find some money. I was red, red, red hot before the break. So we're going to try to continue it in the second half. I am Tom Barton from Sports Garden Network. Go check us out, guys. It's Sports Garden, G-A-R-T-E-N.com. And you go check us out over on all the social media platforms. Sports Garden, G-A-R-T-E-N, hashtag S-G-N. For anybody that wants to go out there and talk to us, I like to talk to all of the fans and get involved. Um, So please uh, do not hesitate to jump on board and let's have a good conversation. So real quick, guys, I I was away on vacation. I really, I I take a lot of vacations, but I take working vacations and, and I was working in some capacity, but it's the first time I ever went to Hawaii. I went to Hawaii, but we had a, a day in Seattle, and I was there for the All-Star festivities. It was, it was really kind of a cool situation. Um, I've been to Seattle many times. Uh, it, it's not a city that I would really kind of make a destination city for myself, but during the All-Star game festivities, they really did it the right way. The uh, the red carpet event was downtown, right, at Pike Place Market, where they throw the fish and everything, and... Um, it was a real fun time. It was really uh, well done. The city really embraced it. And as much as I say negative things about the All-Star game, because I don't like the format, I don't like the jerseys, I don't like that they make believe it's important, I don't think the players somewhat care. There's a lot of things I say negatively about it. Uh, the event was very cool. It, it was a very good uh, display of baseball. The city really needs a nod for how well they kind of just, uh, you know, tipped their cap to the game and, and everything in the city. From the moment that we landed to the moment that we took off, everything in the city was just absolute baseball, baseball, baseball. It, it was all-star game, um, just absolute insomnia, just, just uh, maniacal out there. It was just crazy. It was crazy in, in a very, very, very good way. Uh, I will say I didn't get an all-star game hat because I forgot to grab one during the all-star game festivities. And I'm telling you the story because it's kind of funny. Um, so I almost grabbed one at the airport. Now, we know airport co- costs are a lot anyway. $47 for a All-Star game hat they wanted to give away. Oh, yeah. So I didn't get a hat, but that's okay. <laughs> yeah, I was there. I have pictures. I put them up on Twitter. You guys want to go check out my uh, personal Twitter page, Tom Barton Sports, uh, to go see some of those pictures. I put some of those stuff, uh, some of the pictures of the All-Star festivities and whatnot. And I had a good time in Hawaii. Um, not my uh, particular destination city. I'm a Caribbean fan, so I like Caribbean. I like Florida. I like Key West. Uh, but it was really, you can't find a more beautiful place. And I will say the best beach I was ever at in my life. Uh, we were out. You know, I, I went out very, very far. My son is a, a terrific, terrific swimmer. And he said, uh, you know, he's only nine. And he said, Dad, uh, keep going, keep going, keep going. Because we kept swimming out and swimming out and swimming out until we couldn't see the bottom. 
And um, he only went about halfway. I kept going and going and going. You could still see the bottom because it was so crystal clear. Best, best, best beaches I've ever seen. Hawaii overall, maybe not exactly, you know, my cup of tea, but I had a, a very good time. Came back. You'd think I'd be nice and relaxed and rested. I spent the night in the hospital with pneumonia. So that's why I didn't do the show on Friday. I was in the hospital on Friday. Um, so if you hear me uh, wheezing a little bit or you hear a, a little bit uh, a tinge in my, my, my voice, yeah, they're pumping me full of steroids. Not the Barry Bonds type of steroids, but uh, not the cream in the clear, but they're pumping me full of steroids. So uh, bear with me through this if, um, if you can. All right, so let's get into the games. We'll jump right into the games on Monday. There's a short list here, but there's a couple of intriguing pitchers. Jose Barrios has been absolutely red hot. If you're not watching what this guy is doing, he has been red, red, red hot. Now, he's always had the talent. He flashed it a little bit in Minnesota. We watched it. Uh, he's been red hot, and he's going up against Michael Grove. Yet the Dodgers are 135 favorites. Why? Because they're 29-16 at home. It's hard to bet against the Dodgers in the spot at home. But Barrios, maybe if you could get 120, 115 back, might be tempting to you just because of how great he's been pitching. You go to uh, uh, John Gray coming back. He didn't look good before his injury. Then he took a comeback to the leg. He's not going to miss a start. He's going into Houston. Houston, yeah, look, you could look at them and go, they've been winning, but they've been struggling against Colorado, against Oakland. I think the reaction here is Texas as a home, uh, as a road favorite, people are going to jump on Houston. I just don't know what John Gray is going to look like. And, and I worry about that. Luis Castillo on the road, he has not been solid right now. Look, he's been, I shouldn't say that, he's been just solid, right? He's not been Luis Castillo that we know. His ERA is three, right, on the season. It's great. He's under 500 because his team doesn't win. He's only going about six innings, giving him about three runs. He, in this day and age, that's quality starts. Not something I want to put my money betting on him. Uh, the Orioles made some plus money for you this weekend against Tampa. Dean Kramer, 10 wins. Uh, he will be getting plus money here against Philly, but Sanchez has been absolutely on fire as well. And then the last game I, I, I do want to touch on here, uh, actually two more games. Adam Wainwright is coming back. You can't trust Adam Wainwright. I'm sorry, you just can't. I, we're all rooting for Adam Wainwright to get those two more wins. You can't trust him. Not on the road, not against Arizona. And if you're not watching what Ryan Nelson has been doing, Ryan Nelson started terrible. He had a 6.39 ERA in April. And he's had some blow-up games, I get it. But in his last 14 starts, he's allowed more than three runs just four times. Now, he doesn't go deep into games, but he gives it over a pretty decent bullpen. And then the highlight matchup of what I think is a highlight matchup is Cincinnati against Milwaukee. These two teams played six times uh, sandwiched between the All-Star game. And uh, the four last four games, they scored seven, three, one, and one combined. So you think maybe it's going to be lower scoring. And Graham Ashcraft goes for the Reds. He's allowed five total runs in his last four starts. No team scored more than two in any of those starts. The Brewers, though, sent Colin Ray. And I have no, no confidence in him. I just don't. The Reds have absolutely touched him up this year. Five runs before the fifth inning, uh, right before the break. He also allowed nine base runners in his start early this year, where he only went five innings. I, to me, this is, what is the score going to be after five, and then it's a bullpen type of game. Let's go on to Wednesday. And Wednesday, you have a slew of games that are going to have big totals, starting right off, right at noon uh, in Washington, Lambert, Irvin, both of these guys are five and a half ERA against basically a five ERA. You're going to have high totals. I don't love the high totals. Zach Eflin looked really good last start. He takes on Sandy Alcantara. I, I like that. I like Eflin, but I think the Rays are going to be a little overpriced, and they have not been what we were used to with the Rays. So I kind of passed that up. 
Gavin Williams might be worth a look here. I have been a big Gavin Williams fan this year. I think him and Bybee uh, in Cleveland are going to be great. He has not really flashed the strikeout numbers, three, four, but he's keeping keeping them in the game. You know, four innings, five innings, five innings, six innings. He's keeping them one, two, three, and four runs each end. It was zero before that. He's keeping in the game. He's not giving you a distance, but he's keeping you in the game. And then you go to Marsh, who I watched pitch against the Yankees. Again, it's ineptitude of the New York Yankees, but Alec Marsh looked good. He did. He looked okay. Look, you could say, well, he gave up five runs against the Yankees. Yeah, and he gave up three home runs. In between those home runs, though, he has somewhat of an arsenal. Look, I think the Cleveland Guardians are the right side in that game. But Marsh scared me just enough to say, yeah, I'm not sure. Ryan Miller should be a pretty good one. I don't have any confidence in Freddie Peralta outside of a strikeout prop. A strikeout, a strikeout prop might be the way to go there for him. He has looked really good there. You keep going down the list, and you get into guys, uh, hey, you want strikeout props? Yeah, how about strikeout props for Spencer Strider? Absolutely fantastic. He's been on fire. Uh, Bello goes against him, so I, I don't like it because you're going to lay money with Strider. Who, Yeah, he's got the strikeouts, but he almost has a four ERA. Michael Lorenzen's been pitching really well, but Sandoval's also really good. Bradish against Suarez is a good matchup. Don't overlook what, what Kyle Bradish has been doing this year. Absolutely great. Carlos Rodon can't find himself. Carlos Rodon has been a disaster with the Yankees. 0-3, 7.36 ERA. There's going to be a point where Carlos Rodon finds himself. Is it against the lowly Mets in a Subway Series against Jose Quintana, who just came back? This might be the spot. Depending on what you price him at, this might be the spot if... if the sports books don't have confidence in Rodon. Maybe this is the bounce back. I hate betting on maybes, but this could be it. And then I'm going to give you a weird one. Giants A's Alex Wood goes for the Giants. Alex Wood has just, he, he's so up and down. He's so inconsistent. He's so all over the road. What I will say is this, is that in his last four starts, he's got one strikeout, one strikeout, three strikeouts, three strikeouts. They generally push his strikeout numbers two, five and a half or so, uh, you might want to jump all over the under there. You, you might want to jump all over it. And then you have the over for his counterpart in Harris for the strikeout numbers. Look, Harris doesn't have a good ERA. He's got over six ERA in the year. But they're leaving him out there to strike out five, six guys a game. I, last time I looked, his strikeout numbers might be four and a half or so. So those are strikeout props. Maybe you could get a shot on that. Let's move over to Thursday. Uh, Matt Manning has been really good for Detroit, but do you have any confidence with Detroit, even at home, against the Angels? I mean, they will be plus money, just not a spot that I like. Uh, I, I mentioned Bibby. He's going to be going up against Dylan Cease, and Dylan Cease is still a name, right? Dylan Cease is still a name. Now, look at what uh, Tanner Bybee has done. I called him Bibby, Bybee. Seven innings, zero runs, six innings, two, five innings, one, five point two innings, zero, six innings, one. He's been fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. Fantastic. And they are going to be a slight favorite on the road against Dylan Cease. I think everyone's going to jump on Dylan Cease because of the name recognition. Cleveland looks like the spot there. Steele against Mikolas, good matchup there. And if you haven't been paying attention to Cody Sanga, by the way, he's going up against Gray in Washington, who's a dangerous pitcher. But Sanga, 8, 12, 9, and then 3 last time uh, in a very short outing. Strikeout numbers. I like Sanga's strikeout numbers on Thursday as well. So that's the week, guys. That's what we're going to do. I'm going to come back on Friday and preview uh, the, the Friday games as well. But you know, you know what? I'm going to give you, in case you don't want to listen to that and, and then you want to just jump into the Saturday, Sunday, I'll give you a quick rundown of Friday. It's so far out, I don't even have advanced numbers. So I want to just give you a quick rundown. Uh, Braxton Garrett's look good. He's up against the Tigers. Yeah, he'll be priced a little out of range for something like that. 
Uh, Clark Schmidt has been absolutely fantastic. Now, it's against Baltimore, and it's in Baltimore. But he's been really fantastic. When you say keep a team in a game, I mean, you could just call That's a Clark Schmidt in for six innings, three earned runs, day in and day out. And for a starter of his caliber, yeah, that's pretty good. Otani Gaussman. Ooh, that's a matchup. Otani Gaussman will be a very, very fun matchup on Friday. Uh, Logan Webb coming off the worst start. He's going to try to correct things back at home against the Boston Red Sox. Not sure I love that. Dane Dunning is just not, not getting any credit. 3.18 ERA on the year. He's going to take on San Diego. Doesn't have a starter yet. Now, I know he got blown up in two of his last four starts, but if you're getting good money against the San Diego team, look, this team can't even get out of their own way. Yeah, that, that could, could be something. J.P. Sears in Colorado. You don't like anybody in Colorado. I get it. And the guy's 1-7 on the year. I get that, too. He's also given up eight runs his last two starts. I get it. But if you're getting plus money with J.P. Sears against an unannounced starter, you might want to take a swing there um, in that spot. Soroka against Hauser could be fun. And then you get Max Scherzer against Mackenzie Gore. Give me the overall day in this game. Mackenzie Gore has been blown up. Uh, just start after start, he's given up. I, I mean, look, he went 1.1 inning. We're not even going to count that against Cincinnati. Five runs against the Cubs. Seven runs against Philly. Five runs against St. Louis. That's in three of his last five starts, guys. The other one, he only went one inning. And then you get into Max Scherzer. Yeah, Max Scherzer, the contract that uh, even Met fans are wanting out of town right now. Max Scherzer just not looking good. Five runs the last start. Before that, shut down L.A. with one hit. Before that, San Diego, five runs. Arizona, four runs. The strikeout numbers are still there, seven six seven nine nine, but he's just not getting it. So I, I, like, I like the over there. You would need both of these starters, at least one of these starters, to really kind of dominate uh, to make you lose that bet. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say that both of them will. So I kind of like the over in that. All right, guys, that's kind of a rundown of the week. We did get through it without coughing too much, so no big deal. Hopefully, by I talk to you guys on Friday to preview the weekend, uh, and then we'll, we'll, we'll maybe go in, even into a little bit of next week because I'm already looking at some potential matchups next week. Right around the trade deadline, it can get really interesting because you're going to pull starters, you're going to pull guys right out of the lineup. So you have to look for stability. This is kind of stability next week. We'll talk to you guys next week. Have a very good week, everybody out there. Enjoy the summer right before the craziness of the trade deadline. That will ensue right afterwards. Hope you make some money out there. We'll be back next week. You can bet on that. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.